Today, we've got Matt from Capforge and Melanie from Avesk back on the show to talk about all about what's happening with Amazon sellers who want to sell their business nowadays, new regulations that sellers in Europe need to be aware of, and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Tired of waiting two weeks to get your Amazon payouts? Wouldn't you rather get your payouts every day if it was possible? Or maybe you're interested in a line of credit for thousands, tens of thousands, even up to a million dollars depending on what you qualify to help fund your next Amazon orders. You can do these things and more with Alta by Helium 10. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash Alta, A-L-T-A. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. And we've got a couple podcast uh, veterans here, Eminem, Melanie, and Matt. Now, have you guys ever met in person yourselves, uh, in person or online? No, no, we haven't yet. We haven't. We haven't. Excellent, excellent. That's what I love about this. And also, you guys will be speaking on stage together at the Sell and uh, Scale Summit. And and that's one thing we'll, we'll be talking about a, a little bit later. But um, I just wanted to first uh, reach out to you guys, bring you back, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what you guys might be talking about at the, at the summit. But, um, you know, this is 2022. You know, th- things are are different than when you were on the uh, podcast. Things always change in the in the Amazon and, and e-commerce world, and so let, let's just first talk about what's what's up in your in your world. Let's uh, let's start with uh, you know uh, Matt here first. Like, what's what's the hot topic for you? Like uh, trends that you've seen, uh, things that you've been dealing with sellers uh, here in 2022. Sure. So, I mean, one of the things that's changed significantly just in the last 12 months uh, is that, you know, the buying activity of e-commerce businesses has really changed. The landscape was changed 12 months ago. Aggregators were coming out of the woodwork. They were making big offers to e-com sellers with brands that, you know, had barely kind of hit the ground running and were just growing. And now there's, we've seen a big pullback, right? That a lot of Mm -hmm. aggregators who are busy buying have slowed way down or stopped altogether. A few of them have gone away completely. And the, the market has really shifted to where before they were trying to do volume, they were just trying to buy as many brands as they could that were pumping out a certain amount of uh, revenue. They've really sort of pulled back and they're now looking for quality. They want to see brands that can sustain, that can grow, that can maintain margins, that have a competitive differentiation over other products in the same niche. So it's really been a fast shift uh, driven by, you know, the market we're heading into or already in a recession, depending on who you listen to. Inflation is up. Lending rates have gone up. So, you know, it's really changed the world of what the aggregators are willing to buy, willing to pay. And that's changed the mindset of a lot of e-commerce sellers who are kind of looking for that build it quick and then exit plan. They've had to sort of step back a little, rethink that, rethink what their targets are and rethink a little bit about how seriously they're taking, you know, building a quality business over just trying to ramp up revenue and sales. So that's the single biggest shift I would say that we've seen. Um, 
I think, you know, in general, it's good, right? It's prompting people to run a quality business over just driving general sort of sales with whatever you can sell, however fast you can sell it. But it's definitely caused some pain too and caused some people to rethink their plans. Okay. So, so then what, what's, um, some of your, like, what, what's a big difference then, uh, of like, let's say, you know, you're, you're helping a, a seller out and they're interested in selling their business. Like, is the main difference just like, Hey, you know, the, the, the multiples are, are less now, or, or you've, you've even seen some people who like, you know, might have been able to sell their business a couple years ago, but now, you know, somebody in a similar situation, you're, you're advising them, well, you know, you know what, I think you guys need to go back and, 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 uh, work on your profitability a little bit more because things are different. Like, is it, is it that extreme now or, or what do you see? Yeah. I mean, definitely some people who would have been able to sell 12 months ago, aren't able to sell now, hmm. right? They just don't, they're not quite big enough and their brand isn't quite well established enough um, and their margins aren't high enough for the aggregators to be as interested or even private buyers. Um, and the other thing that we're seeing is there there really is a focus on building a quality business. So if you have a business that's just sort of a mix, you've got a garlic press and you've got a lawnmower, you know, and you've got some socks, right? That, that, yeah. That's not a brand. Those are just products you found that had some margin that you decided to throw in and sell under, you know, one consolidated account. But what the buyers now are looking for is we want to see something where a, a, a customer may actually search for a brand name and say, I had a good experience with that brand. I want to come back to them and buy again. I might be interested in what other related products they're offering. But if you're selling, you know, fish oil supplements, and then you're also selling a garlic press, they're, they're not going to see any connection there, right? There's Why would I buy sure. your garlic press just because I liked your fish oil supplements? But if you have, <laughs> you know, something else related, vitamin D supplements or something, and you've built a brand and it makes sense and hangs together, that kind of quality is going to be much more attractive than somebody who's just trying to grind out sales of whatever kind of product they can find that they think they can make some money on. Those businesses, yeah. you know, can still do okay, but they're they're not going to attract the interest from buyers. And so that's what we're coaching our clients on: is take a step back, think about the business you're building. Don't just think of yourself as somebody that flips products on the Amazon platform or whatever platform you're selling on. Be intentional about the business you're building if you want to exit with maximum value at some point. Okay. And now on your side, uh, Melanie, it's been a bit longer since you've been on the podcast. Uh, I think it was like the end of 2020. So what, what about you? What are you seeing differently in the, in the world of, of e-commerce? Um, you know, apart from what Matt has talked about, what have you been seeing that's different nowadays with, with your clients? So I think uh, from our side, we've experienced uh, a huge attrition on, um, on numbers um, and then these are sellers that are expanding into new markets. And I've, I've experienced that sellers are sort of like more or less like consolidating now. So the spread on expansion, it's sort of like more refined now, even though we are seeing uh, Amazon introducing new platforms or, or marketplaces, and you'd expect that people will be going crazy. I would say sellers, and I don't know whether it's because of the inventory shortages that has been there and the cost of uh, transportation that they've gone up. So sellers, they are being very careful on how and which platforms they are expanding to and uh, I would say there, there's more introduction of strategy now on sellers than I've ever seen before. 
Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, what about new, like uh, on the legal side and new rules and stuff, especially in Europe? You know, uh, I remember you yeah. had written an article for our website about uh, about the VAT e-commerce package and, and things like that. So what what are some things that, that people selling in Europe, whether they're Europe-based or, or whether they're you know, American-based and selling in Europe, what are some things that are new-ish, you know, in the last year or so that, that people need to be uh, aware of? So, so, so we've, we've had a, a lot of changes, 2021 and 2022. So 2021, it saw Brexit uh, being kicked in um, and the new changes in customs rules, but also European market uh, countries, they, they were actually, some of them, they didn't know much about e-commerce. They had to get themselves up to date on how e-commerce actually works and jump in the trend and understand Amazon in particular as a platform and also understand an Amazon seller, what it looks like, because they had introduced these rules, which they were rather late. They were running about five years late on introduction of those rules. So we saw the customs changes. It meant that uh, um, there was a, a division now between the UK and the EU 27. From a shipping point of view, sellers where they used to ship just in the UK only, they were now, that wasn't going to be possible for them to carry out trade across Europe and as well as the UK if they shipped in one country. So which means, you know, shipping had to be distributed into two. So one coming into the UK, one going into into Europe. We saw uh, UK introducing postponed VAT accounting to support sellers so that they didn't have an initial outlay of, uh, of, of cash followed by France as well, which came from literally nowhere, postponed VAT accounting, and, and that's the good of it. But we saw also Germany uh, being uh, a bit more difficult on sort of like accepting uh, shipments for companies that didn't have representation in Europe. So, which means there was an introduction then of indirect representation, and that's where us as a company, we thought, how do we support sellers during this time, because it's not just about you hiring a shipping company, shipping the product. You need more than that now. You need a, a customs representative or an indirect representative. And that's where we came in. And uh, after that, in July, 1st of July, 2020, uh, uh, one, there was uh, uh, IOSS and OSS uh, rules, which were, which were introduced to simplify uh, the VAT on how VAT is calculated uh, in, in, in Europe. Um, we saw uh, in January, 1st of January, 2022, and very recently, six months ago, we saw the introduction of uh, EPR, which is uh, a carbon tax um, on any goods that are being sold on, uh, on, on, on platforms. And now as, as sellers, and producers, we need to be responsible for the life journey of the products that we sell on markets. And as you know, that uh, there are treaties that are there across the world about uh, climate change. So this is to combat. Did this affected all of Amazon Europe, or like only Germany, or? This is Which, this is gonna this is gonna be rolled out in all of Europe. But as okay. of today, it's in France and Germany. So okay. yeah, I remember um, we, we have a German podcast and Marcus actually interviewed somebody from Amazon Germany about this. But 
I don't yeah. speak Deutsch, so like I couldn't <laughs> understand what they're. But I saw something about EPR and this and that. I was yeah. like, okay, this this must be big because Amazon actually wanted to come on the podcast, and then I just remember the the word the letters EPR, but I didn't use Google Translate to to find out totally about that. So yeah. so yeah, pl- please continue uh, explaining about that about that. Yeah, so so, so EPR is an extended uh, producer responsibility. What it means is that every product that is sold, so the seller is deemed as the end user of the product, even though it's going to another consumer. So there is a tax contribution. This is just in simple language. There is a tax contribution that has to be made by the Somehow extent- even your simple language goes above my head sometimes <laughs> because I'm kind of dumb when it comes to these things. But uh, but please, please, please make it as simple as possible. I, I translate this as it's going to be expensive. That's what I would translate it as. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, not, that's, not, that, that's more my language there. I can continue, Mel. So it, 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 it is a tax that is charged on every product that is being sold. So which means- That, that- I understand. Okay, a tax yeah. on new parts. Okay. <laughs> but, I, I, that's not what I wanted to hear or what other sellers hey but we, we we have to keep it real here okay you, you know when you, when you talk about tax i think sellers they they think oh another tax it's another vat yeah. it's not vat how how i actually translate it is if you have if you go out with the family for dinner every month mm-hmm. so this time you're gonna have to just miss one of your expensive dinners to contribute towards the environment so that's it's, it's an environmental tax that's uh sellers are contributing towards. So we have a responsibility as individuals with the, the, the client, with the environment on how things are going at the moment. So that's why Germany has introduced it. So Germany kicks in actually on the, on the 31st is, uh, is, is the deadline. So which means come 1st of July of, uh, in a, in a, is it in a week's time? People will have to be, uh, compliant. France already kicked in on the 1st of January. Uh, 2022. So right now we are in the middle of uh, a storm uh, here at Avask, whereby we are looking to get sellers compliant. First what does that mean? Like, like, does is this something that like sellers need to start calculating and remitting themselves, or is this something that Amazon is adding to the retail price? Is it something that Amazon is automatically taking away? Like, how do sellers say you know in in compliance with this? So they need to know their life cycle of their product. What product are they producing? How much plastic was there? And then it's, we, we do the calculations internally and then send those calculations to the eco-organizations that are responsible to charge that uh, amount of tax. So Amazon as a platform, they have a responsibility to ensure that everybody that is trading on their platform is compliant. And for us, we've got a responsibility to our sellers to make sure that uh, they are compliant, they are VAT, sorry, they are, they are registered with uh, the Ecotax or EPR. So then how is that calculated? Like, how do you know how much that you're, is due? Is it based on the life cycle of, of the product or, or it's just a standard percentage or how does that work? It, it's based on volume, volume of, uh, of sales okay. and the amount of products that you are selling and what type of product you are selling. Wow. It sounds right. like well, another you know, reason that people might uh-huh. consider not moving into the EU, right? If you're doing well in the US, this is just one yeah. more hurdle to kind of get over. And you say, you know, skip one expensive meal a month, but I worry about the people who are already eating ramen and skipping meals, right? Yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't have the room to skip another expensive meal because they weren't eating them in the first place. 
Right. So but, is that something that even like, let's say me as an American person selling in Europe, I would be responsible for, or is this only for your uh, EU citizens? Uh, th this is for anybody that is going to be selling in, in particular in Germany and France. Those are the two countries that have introduced uh, these rules. UK is going to be coming up now, uh, which is uh, next year. So, I mean, at the end of the day, all countries in Europe would be introducing this. And this is where the opportunity I see, I think it comes through. In As an American, you're saying that uh, it's too much rules. I can't deal with. That's why I am here to support you with those rules. But also, oh, you know us too well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but also, I think what is important is to understand is to understand the opportunity that is available. So the barriers of entry they are now a bit higher from a compliance yeah. point of yeah. view. So it means you need to think very strategically if you are going to be looking at launching. Mm -hmm. But that market that has got higher barriers of entry, what it does is that there is fewer people that wants to go there. That's where the opportunity lies for the seller that is serious about selling. So which means it's not now a market for opportunists. It's yeah. not somebody who's just picked up a pair of socks and think, do you know what? I'm going to just stick Melanie on the product with the with the funny photo and it sells that product. It's going to be the people that have developed a very good products. That's how I okay, actually. That's, that's, that's another way of looking at it. So yeah, I, I, I like that. You know, it's a, uh, you know, weeds out the the lazy competition or the people who just using trying to use black hat strategies. You can't really get around things like this. Okay, I get that. Now, now Absolutely. coming back to coming back to uh, America here. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, Matt, we talked a little bit about inflation and and then especially the last year and a half. You know, shipping prices, shipping times. I would imagine. Overall, you've maybe seen a dip in profitability uh, amongst your your customers, or, or how much money they're they're clearing at the end of the day, or or are are most of your clients you see like have have just been trying to raise prices to to counteract some of these things. We've definitely seen a dip in profitability on average. There are still some people doing well, but I mean, they're kind of facing a number of headwinds. One, even just, you know, not that many years ago, you didn't have to spend nearly as much on ads to rank and get traffic, right? Now, even with a well-established product and established brand, people are searching for your brand name. There's still competitors now launching sponsored ads against your brand name. So even with that, you've got to spend ad money that you didn't used to have to spend. Then, of course, you've got shipping and logistics challenges and costs there. You know, the price of diesel keeps going up and up. Everything is just getting more expensive to get here. But then again, at the end of the day on the Amazon platform, right, when, when a customer goes to search for a particular product, they are presented with a ton of choices. So your pricing mm -hmm. power is still kind of held down, right? If you try and keep adding costs to the product to, to fight your costs and inflation and maintain mm -hmm. your margins, somebody else is coming in and grabbing that market share, competing with you on price. And customers at the end of the day are you know price sensitive, especially now because they're dealing with inflation. They're seeing the value of you know their paycheck go less far than it used to. So they're more price sensitive. So what that means is really for our clients, our sellers, they're really facing a, a shrinkage of their profit margin. The way to combat that, what we're coaching our clients on doing is one, again, making sure that you're really being careful about the products you're selling 
you may have a product that used to be profitable. Now it's break even or even losing money. You've got to monitor that constantly. And if products yeah. are now losing money for you, stop selling them, right? People kind of get lost in the, well, I've got a mix overall and I make money overall, right? But 20% of your products are actually negative for you. So you've got to cut that. And then really monitoring ad spend. It's easy for ad spend to kind of get out of control. You're testing keywords, you're testing different strategies. And then, you, you know, you find out, 50% of your ad spend was probably wasted on, you know, negative returns or even zero returns. So keeping a careful eye on that data, watching the numbers like a hawk is the way to try and maintain what you can of your profitability. If you're still, you know, just seat of the pants guy that's just winging it, you're most likely the one that's going to feel that pinch first and go negative before anyone else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that kind of almost goes along with what, uh, you know, Melanie was talking about is, is this kind of weeds out some of those just, you know, hobbyists or, or, Hey, anybody can just, you know, throw something up and, and have success. No. Uh, and so now things are getting so saturated, but, but now it's like, Hey, you, you, you want to start a business on, on Amazon or you want to keep it going. You, you really gotta, you know, you really gotta be some of the best of the best. And, and so now, you know, if you've made it and you, you figure this stuff out, you know, you don't have as many, competitors as as you did uh before now um another thing you know we, we talked about earlier is uh you know you, you guys will be speaking on stage at at selling scale summit and actually speaking on stage together that's something that we wanted to do a little bit different here at at our conference is we wanted to not just have you know the, there there will be a couple you know we're not sticking somebody with gary v and like uh let's have a counterpoint <laughs> here or something like that but for the most part, we wanted multiple people on the stage at the same time who are experts in their field, and both of you are experts in your field, but who didn't necessarily know each other. They didn't have like some hidden agenda to pump each other up, you know, not to say that you guys are enemies or anything like that, but it's it's like it gives people a little bit more peace of mind, like, all right, well, you know, just just Matt is is up here and nobody's on the stage. You know, he can just say whatever he wants, and you know, I, I guess I gotta and take I, it. But I now would, all too, of a sudden, I would just say whatever yeah. I wanted. <laughs> Now all of a sudden Matt's up there and he says something and then we got somebody like Melanie to kind of check it like, wait a minute, Matt, like, uh, I don't know about you bloody American, uh, you know, uh, talking about this kind of uh, thing or <laughs> whatever she would say. Um, but you guys can do like points and counterpoints. That's something different that we're doing at, at Sell and Scale that we have uh, multiple experts on stage at the same time. So now I know, you know, we're still in, you know, June, July and you know, we're not, uh, I know you haven't prepared your presentation fully yet. It's, it's not until September, but I would love to get like just a sneak peek from, from both of you as to like maybe a cool tip or, or something that you're going to be talking about, uh, on stage to get people excited. Like, cause again, it's, it's sometimes hard to get it. Let's be real. It's hard to get excited about accounting things and taxes what? and stuff. Oh, but, oh how can but, you say that? But it's <laughs> arguably one of the most important things, you know? Arguably one of the most important things that every seller has to deal with. And so you guys make boring things and unsexy things interesting. So what are what are these unsexy things that you're going to be making interesting? Let, let's just uh, stay with you for a little bit, uh, Matt. Well, I think one of the topics that we want to talk about um, is just the general importance of this information, right? I still run into sellers daily who are, you know, well, I kind of keep track of some stuff in Excel and I, you know, at the end of the year, I give a bunch of stuff to my CPA and he tells me if I made any money. But, 
you know, those days are really kind of over. As we've just been talking about, the world keeps getting more complex. Competition keeps making things harder. Prices keep going up. And so your profitability is more challenging. You really have to be involved in your data on a regular basis. You have to be looking at the numbers, know your numbers, and making good data-driven decisions. And I don't think Melanie and I are going to have a difference of opinion on that. I think what, you know, I might look at is to say, well, maybe, you know, moving, if you're a U.S seller successfully selling here, you know, you may want to give a second or third thought to expanding to the EU and UK because there's going to be regulatory challenges and Mm -hmm. that may or may not make sense. You know, you really have to understand your profitability to know if that move Mm -hmm. is going to work for you. And then I'm sure Melanie can, you know, okay, but we can help with the regulatory. And to her point, it's an opportunity. If you can overcome those barriers, you know, you can be successful and great. Then we can make sure, you know, that your numbers prove out that you can sell successfully, not only in the U.S., but the U.K. and the EU as well. So we're going to talk about, you know, the importance of understanding your data, having it accurate and current and timely and using it to make decisions. And then, you know, I think they're one of the decisions you can definitely consider is how you can move and expand and make sure that you're successful in, in other countries, other platforms with mm-hmm. regulatory assistance on some of the stuff that's just too challenging for a small business yeah. owner to get on their own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. I'm excited. Yeah. I hope everybody else out there is too. <laughs> Melanie, what about you? Uh, what, what's a little sneak peek about what you're going to be uh, talking about as well? Yeah, so I, I think Matt is uh, spot on there. And, you know, they say that tax or accounting or figures are actually boring. There's one thing that I'm going to give uh, credit to aggregators when they came into the space, because I think when they came into the space and everybody was sort of like on the selling mode, uh, everybody got... I would say more compliant. Everybody wanted to make sure that their accounting is in order, their bookkeeping. And, and it sort of like motivated people to current, to, to start doing uh, or preparing SOPs uh, and put them in place and have uh, their management accounts on a monthly basis and just know their finances. So that's what aggregators did. They sort of like, they, they threw a bit of some motivation. Now, one thing that I would say is that selling of Amazon businesses has been there before aggregators so which means you there's still opportunities there there will still be other companies that will might see your business to be attractive so do not lose the momentum so let's make accounting tax global expansion even sexier than uh, it was uh, before (laughs) even sexier i like that phrases that you have never heard on a podcast in history uh Oh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, like, instead of the the MAGA hat, it's going to be M A S A. Make accounting sexy again uh, is is going to be your. Right. <laughs> I love right. it. speaking right. speaking speaking of making accounting sexy again. I want both of you in some bright colors at Cell and Scale Summit for my Zumba Fitness dance class that we are going to be doing on one of the mornings. And let's just show people uh, how sexy accounting can get. How about that? Can, can I have a commitment that you are coming in the morning to the Zumba class? Game on. Yes, yep. we're going to be there. We're going to be okay, there. Okay, I was about commitment. to say, Matt, Matt is uh, somehow very quiet here, but but he spoke up there. All right, excellent. I, you may regret inviting me. <laughs> no, not at all. But not at all. I will come. <laughs> 
<laughs> Excellent. All right, let, let, let's let's uh, close out with you know as we always do with a with a a, 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 a TST thirty second tip of the day uh, about any subject you guys want um, from from each of you. Let's start with uh, Matt. So 30-second tip of the day is, once again, make sure that you have your numbers current and accurate and that you're using them to make good business decisions. I know it's easy to go with your gut. I know it's tempting to think, hey, I've been doing this a long time. I know what I should be deciding, but let's make sure that you're also using data to validate your decision-making so that you don't make a mistake because in this business, mistakes can be costly gut feelings can lead you down the wrong path and take you know capital and profits away from something you could have been doing that would have been adding yeah. to your net worth instead of taking it away. So please make sure that your accounting is current and accurate and up to date and you're using it to help you make good decisions around your business. Okay, okay. excellent. Melanie? Yeah. yeah, I would say from, from my side, it's, it's about uh, diversification. Marketplaces are opening up uh, all the time and uh, expanding to new countries. So do the same, diversify your income streams, do your market research before you expand into a new countries, know about what your competition is actually doing, construct a customer advisory program, leverage your social commerce, and also look for funding to expand your business further. I think that's 30 like seconds. It. <laughs> All right. Yay. Some people, you know, the, the T in the TST means like two minutes or three minutes, but you guys, you guys kept it, you guys uh, kept it right, right on there. All right. So guys, if you haven't gotten your ticket yet to sale and scale, make sure to go to h10.me forward slash S3, h10.me forward slash S3. Use the code S3. BS100, I think is, BS is stands for Bradley Sutton, not something else, but that's my initials right there. <laughs> S3BS100, uh, guys, save $100 off, and then make sure you guys uh, come to the Zumba class too and, and check out how how people who who deal with numbers all day, how they still know how to party and get down and and uh, and dance the, not the night away, but the morning away. We dance the night away with Nelly. You guys are hope our Nelly fans would come to the, the, the concert there. Yeah. All right, so uh, Melanie and Matt, thank you so much for joining us, and I'll be seeing you in Vegas in a couple of months. Sounds Excited good. Excited to Thanks. be participating. Thank you, guys. 